You're listening to The Scope. Explore with us topics, ideas, and current events that affect us all and your perspective might change. Catch up with Mike and friends right now on The Scope. This month, we celebrated International Women's Day, and the entire month is Women's History Month. But there is so much work that still needs to be done, and that is why today we are happy you'll be joining us for our episode called Pretty Little Lies. You're listening to The Scope on WTKS 1041 Real Radio. Thank you for joining us. I'm Taryn, and joining me remotely is Mike. We are here to inspire you every Saturday morning and challenge your thoughts. Today's episode is sponsored by Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood, Florida, home of the Buy Four Tires Get a Free Alignment. Visit Universal Tire and Auto for more information. So, Mike, are you there with me? Of course. Good morning. Good morning. If you've listened to us in the past, we've had on several occasions Dr. Jennifer Wesley. She is an author and criminology professor at UNF. So today we are going to look at sexualization and how that word, that topic, has a very profound impact on young girls uh, that grow up to be women. So please stay tuned for that. But I do want to give you guys a phone number. Yes, we do have a special giveaway later in the show, and it is for those that are interested in being in the outdoors, sports, hanging out with your family. We've got a great spot for you guys to go check out. So that number to jot down so that you can get that promo code later in the show is 407-995-9665. And if you missed it, you can find it on our Insta stories at The Scope Radio Show. So Mike, are you ready for the scoop on The Scope? Let's go for it. Okay. So this is news and entertainment you may have missed. So Governor DeSantis is signing an executive order Monday lowering the age to 50 and older to be eligible to receive the COVID vaccine. However, Mike, I saw Orange County is now doing it 40 and older. So you definitely, I think, need to check with the county on that. But I'm excited it's getting closer to my age range. The pure age group, yep, exactly. My age well, group. Hopefully, uh, I'll get mine soon, so okay. we'll see. All right. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod broke up, and then the next day, they were not broken up. If you know, you know. <laughs> it's kept me reading the gossip pages all week long. So it really was a jaw dropper because like they were, you know, they had like been dating for like four years, a two year engagement. Like they're like, you know, the power couple. And I don't know. I got to keep reading those news on that. All right. Chinese can, military. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I weigh in here? Please weigh in. Why do we waste so much time on who Jennifer Lopez is dating? She's dated a lot of guys. He's dated a lot of girls. But I don't know. It's just like, you know, it's those uh, those those little pleasures, you know? I, at least I enjoy it. All right. The Chinese military have banned Tesla cars because of spying concerns. Tesla, like many other cars out there, use small cameras. So the cameras are outside of the vehicle for parking and for self-driving functions. But now they're telling folks that you can no longer park your Tesla car on military property because of security concerns. It's 
it's this thing is pr pretty much I think tit for tat for the what President Trump did of banning Huawei, uh, their their mobile company, from doing business in this country. They're afraid of uh, spying, which I think he's just trying to allow for other companies, uh, local companies, to prosper. Well, yeah, because they do have actually a very cute little car um, that they, they've come up with, which is like, I think we talked about this the other day, was like $4,500 yeah. $4, for a little electric vehicle. Yeah, I think we did it on our other show. Uh, it, it's like the Teslas, I don't know how yeah, much Yeah, on the car advice hour. This car is like less than uh, than, than $5,000. Exactly, yeah. And it, yeah, Tesla exactly. or a $5,000 car. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So Queen Elizabeth will not have her birthday parade for the second year in a row due to COVID concerns. The Queen is going to be 95 in April and Prince Philip will be 100 in June. Wow. I know, right? And finally, yeah. last <laughs> night, did you want to say something about them? No, 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 no. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Mike, Mike loves the royalty. All right. Yeah, so right. <laughs> yesterday, a volcano erupted in Iceland, and it, people actually, it wasn't, it's not so much dangerous as much as people felt that it was like really cool. Someone describes it as like almost a lava lamp in the sky. It happened about 20 miles outside of the capital. And what you may or may not know, the country, it straddles two tectonic plates, and they had a, their last one was like 11 years ago. But anyway, people were actually just, you know, in awe at the beauty of it because you could see all of these bursts out uh, into the sky. So it was supposed to be a pretty, pretty cool sight. So check that out. Google it. So this is your scoop on the scope. Cool. All right. So we well, have... We Let's have get a back very to the serious topic at hand. Now, I know <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and A Rod. Let, now let, the... let's leave. Yeah, let's exactly. Let's leave J Lo alone and uh, focus in on something that is, you know, more important. In, more <laughs> okay. All right. So today joining us is Dr. Jennifer Wesley. And as we like to affectionately call her Dr. Jennifer, if you've been with us for a while, you may have heard her on other episodes. We've talked about canine inmate rehabilitation. We've talked about domestic violence. So Dr. Jennifer is a criminology professor at the University of North Florida, where she focuses on at-risk populations of women and girls, family violence, canine rehabilitation, and this is just to name a few. Her research lends a voice to the marginalized populations of women. This includes sex workers, homeless women, women ex-offenders. So in today's show, in particular, we're going to look at topics discussed in her book, Being Female, The Continuum of Sexualization, and how the impacts of sexualizing girls affect their ident identities as they grow up. So, Dr. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, great to be here. I wanted to talk about J-Lo a little bit. Oh, do tell me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just thought that had more interesting. No, yes. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. always something. It, 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 you know, it's it, it's funny. We're talking about the sexualization of women, and you know, and and then we talk about J J Lo. Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> kind of I was a, thinking about that. Yeah, Although J Lo has exactly. not been as guilty of some things as say like Britney Spears was about ten years ago oh, when we talked about 
Absolutely. You know, the ways that they, you know, make adult women look like little girls type thing, which is something I'm going to be talking about today. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Okay. Can I ask a question? Because one of the biggest issues, um, well, not one of the biggest issues, but I know a lot of people don't understand what the word sexualization means. What is it? Yes. Okay, so sexualization is different than normal healthy sexuality because sexualization refers to when a person is reduced to their sexualized body, their their body parts, as if this is their only value. And it really, it kind of, it's like the idea of sexual objectification when a person's value comes only from their sexual appeal or behavior to the Mm -hmm. exclusion of other characteristics. And it can be when a person is made into a thing for other sexual use rather than seen as a person, a whole person with the capacity for independent action and decision making. So it's really just sort of that is that is their identity. They're reduced to their sexual meanings. And that's what it means to sexualize someone, which is very different than um, when sexuality is seen as just one part of a whole person's being and um that's much more healthy in terms of the perspective of 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 a whole individual you know there's this a joke which i'm gonna simplify it because it's a very long joke um and the thing is is it's the man is told how do you make a woman happy and they said it's very simple you do things like be a good listener be responsible be stable be compassionate listen to her and all of that and then it says, how do you make uh, a man happy? And pretty much it's just a woman needs to just bring a beer and nothing else about her, just herself. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's exactly. so different. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, historically, we have seen that women are most valued. I mean, if you look into, uh, you know, centuries even, we've seen how women are most valued for their appearance. Men have been bringing something different to the table as far as being breadwinners, et cetera. But what happens is then that really never elevates women out of that position um, of not gaining any real power in society. And so that's one of the implications um, on a larger level of the sexualization. Agreed, agreed. Now, let me ask you a question. But, but I mean, you, you, you turn the TV on, um, what do you see? You, you don't see um, the models are, um, I don't know, sex sells, I guess, is, is the, the word they yes. use or, right. or the phrase they use. Um, you, you don't see, um, you know, uh, my daughter, your daughter, uh, your sister, my sister, uh, you know what I'm saying, the girl next door, um, the normal uh, dress, the normal uh, <laughs> talking, the normal acting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. woman on, 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 on there. And what you see is, is, is um, the fantasy, I guess, or what they're painting as a fantasy. So, you know, obviously we definitely have to talk about how to fix this at the end. But one of the points that always keeps bugging me about this and keeps like kind of popping it in my head, and I think it helps to uh, or helps cement that ob- objectification thing um, of women or objectifying of women um, is is what the media or the media role in 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 painting that picture. Yeah, media is a huge um, contributor to the sexualization of women. But, 
you know, that, that point of sex sells is one thing. But then when you have the sexualization of girls, it's much more dangerous in terms of um, a lot of different factors for girls, but also for society. But yes, absolutely, the sex sells idea. But, you know, it really is possible to advertise a product without using sex. I mean, like, you could just show the product. Oh, exactly. and the product well, does. Oh, like, you know what? What an amazing yeah. idea. Let's, we have to take a quick yeah, break. When we come back, we got to continue this conversation about, you know, sexualization and how that is impacting young girls. We are talking mm-hmm. to Dr. Jennifer Wesley, author and criminology professor at UNF. You are listening to The Scope on WTKS 1041 Real Radio. Here's a word from our sponsor. It's no longer business as usual. 2020 changed how and where consumers shop, and it's still changing. Today's consumers are up for grabs, looking for businesses and brands that get their attention. Lift your business and brand awareness to the next level with The Scope and connect directly to consumers on a personal level. Talk at OverdriveRadio.org. We'll work with you to deliver a message to engage with listeners. Email our marketing team to get started. Talk at OverdriveRadio.org or visit our website, OverdriveRadio.org. Welcome back to The Scope. Entertainment, intrigue, and good conversation. Catch up with Mike and friends right now. Welcome back to The Scope on 104.1 Real Radio. Here is a word from our sponsor. When your vehicle needs new tires, brakes, or service, come see the team at Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood for all your automotive repair needs. Universal Tire and Auto is home of the buy four tires, get a free alignment. Shop name brand tires in person or shop our huge selection online at UniversalTireAndAuto.com and we'll install them right here in Longwood. Warranty and financing available. You deserve quality at a fair price. And remember, buy four tires, get a free alignment. Visit UniversalTireAndAuto.com. All right. Again, welcome back to The Scope on 104.1 Real Radio. Before we get back to our show, we do have a giveaway. And if you miss the phone number, you can always find it at The Scope Radio Show on our Instagram and Facebook Insta stories. We always keep that number posted there. But the number that you are going to text us is going to be 407-995-9665. So Sports Heaven Orlando is giving away two $25 gift certificates to any activity at their sports facility. They're located 20 minutes northeast of downtown Orlando in Winter Springs. They have baseball, softball batting cages, bullpen, basketball courts, and you can even enjoy their Homer's and Hoagie's restaurant and outdoor bar with appetizers, lunch, dinner, and drinks. It's a great spot. Hey, Visit sportsheavenorlando.com. And the number to text is 407-995-9665. And that word is sports. So, again, the number is 407-995-9665. And the number to text is sports. All right. You mean the the code to text, right? Okay. Did I say the number? The code. All right. So on Taryn with me is Mr. Mike remotely. (laughs) We are joined by Dr. Jennifer Wesley, as we like to call her, Dr. Jennifer. We're talking about sexualization and the impact it has on the identity of girls as they grow up. You can find Dr. Jennifer's book, Being Female, The Continuum of Sexualization on Amazon.com. All right, so we are so, back. Welcome back, Dr. Jennifer. Um, I got, uh, I, I guess, continuing what we were talking about, um, uh, about the sex cells and, you know, you know it, it always kind of makes me wonder, 
uh, you've got the sex cells, you've got uh, how kids are actually viewing that topic um, on social media, you know, Instagram, uh, whatever that video thing is called. Uh, Snapchat, Facebook. Snapchat, Facebook, whatever. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know Facebook, but, you know, yeah, Snapchat yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, all these uh, things. And, and where is the line between that or their vision and what is actually what, we, what, what you and I will probably call um, normal, healthy sexuality? Okay, well, when we think about this, we have to consider that increasingly over time we're living in this image-based culture. So what you're describing are these images that kids are being bombarded with through technology. And, of course, with all of the things you're mentioning, Snapchat, Facebook, I don't even think the kids really use Facebook anymore, but Snapchat, Instagram, et cetera. These, all of these, in addition to what they're watching, in addition to what's being used to advertise products, these are multi-billion dollar industries, right? And so in order to keep our attention as consumers, the images have to be ramped up. They have to become more raw. They have to become more raunchy in order to keep our attention. And we know that teens, for example, have been a major marketing demographic. But what's happening now Mm -hmm. is that marketing is zeroing in on an even younger group, so the the tweens, the Mm -hmm. 9 to 12-year-olds. And those kids are being marketed relentlessly. But the problem is that this group is not developmentally able to process a lot of this highly sexualized media content that they get. So what happens with girls is that they're learning that this is what gets them attention. This is what gives them value as girls, but they don't really have the ability yet to connect to the implications of that, what that means, you know, or the consequences. So, I mean, when you're talking about where's the line, I mean, there's just some examples of what's being marketed out there that I want to share with you because they, they just blow my mind. Um, you had one yeah. of the big chain stores selling T-shirts to 12-year-old girls and younger that say porn star across the front. You have, oh, wow. one point, yeah, you have $1.6 million worth of thong underwear purchased for girls ages 7 to 12 in one year. So those things are kind of like in your face, but then you have the more in, the insidious ones like T-shirts being sold that say, I'm too pretty to do math. Or And this was an infamous Barbie doll that came out. Granted, this was like in the early 90s, but there was a Barbie doll that came yeah. out called the Teen Talk Barbie. And one of the things, and it was quickly pulled off the shelves by Mattel after there was a lot of outcry about it. But one of the things the Barbie doll said was, math is tough. So when you get those kinds of things, wow. maybe that doesn't seem so bad, but what is it telling mm-hmm. girls? It's telling yeah. them that they're most valued yeah. for their appearance and that they are to the appearance and focusing on that trumps learning things like math. And then yeah. it routes g- girls towards focusing on their appearance throughout life. And they never develop really important skills like how to do mm-hmm. math because those are the things that are meaningful and will get them somewhere in life. And this ultimately disadvantages girls in the end because it's telling them to rely on their looks and looking sexualized rather than garnering any real skills in life. So all of Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. (laughs) I'll take a breath. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have, I have teen girls now. One of the hardest conversations that I had to have with them as they got older was going from, you know, what you're, what they would be wearing 
viewed as nothing more than a child wearing clothes to as they got older into their, you know, tweens and teens, that some of those, you know, you have to be almost cautious of some outfits that you wear because it can be viewed in a more sexualized way when mentally they are not there thinking they're just like, I like that tank top or, you know, but things Mm -hmm. are changing. And that was a really difficult conversation to have because mentally they were not there yet to Mm -hmm. even to them. It was just clothes or to them. It was just, they thought that they liked the outfitter, but they didn't realize what they were sort of portraying. Right. And that's part of the, the problem is that when kids are being targeted at these young ages to wear or buy or get their parents to purchase certain things that are trendy but are actually sexualizing them, they aren't able developmentally to connect that with the implications. And the fault is not on them. The fault is on society mm-hmm. for imposing those meanings on them. But nonetheless, it becomes very complicated because then you have images being portrayed that aren't, um, they aren't connected to anything in the minds of the girls. And so media literacy and how to interpret images and things like that is important for kids because they're bombarded with all of this without a way to process it. So those those kinds of programs that help kids make sense of this stuff are really important too. Yeah. Now, let me ask you also another question. uh, uh, Taryn, could that be in your opinion? Could that be, in your opinion, uh, a good subject or topic to tackle at a school level, maybe? Are you are you asking me that? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yes, for sure. Um, and programming, there is programming for, for girls and boys and for teens that does happen at at schools and also after-school programs. But the problem is we just don't devote enough resources to that as a society. And I will say kind of hand-in-hand in in that is actual appropriate sex education. So what happens if you don't give kids, like we've spent $1 billion um, in the U.S., towards abstinence education. Well, abstinence is great, but, you know, a lot of kids are not going to abstain, so what you need to do is give them tools to understand their bodies and understand boundaries and understand consent and to make sense of the things that they're seeing and feeling. Because if you don't do that, where are they going to get their education? They're going to get it from advertising and media, and that's where the hypersexualized idea comes in. If they don't get educated yeah. on what their bodies and what sexuality really means, you're doing them a disservice and it's going to cause these problems that we're talking about. So um, the education piece is very important, not just about media, but also about things like health and sex education. Now you, you, you've studied, you know, with, with your book and everything, and, and you have a few others that we had talked about in the past about different marginalized populations of women and how this affects them sometimes differently because they're more at risk to like the, the, the effects of sexualization. Um, Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about that? Because you and I had a conversation about this and, and and it was sort of kind of, you know, eye opening in the sense that, you know, we're all one step away kind of. Uh, Yeah. Right. Okay, so, uh, I mean, sexualization affects everyone 
differently. So even though I say girls learn from an early age, and in fact, gender, what I'm talking about really is gender socialization. So the title of the book, The Continuum of Sexualization, basically means everyone learns at a young age they're gender socialized, meaning we all learn, okay, here's the appropriate ways you're supposed to look and act according to your biological sex. So that's on one end of the continuum, but on the other end is severe sexualization and violence. So we're talking about rape, sexual assault, things like that. All of that is connected, but women who grow up as girls in some of the most marginalized circumstances are the ones that more often experience these severe consequences of sexualization. And that's because they don't have these other resources at their disposal. They may not have um, stability or structure in their families. They may not, ha- they may be dealing with lack of resources, abuse and neglect, poverty, racism, social exclusion. So the women that I did work with, which were three different populations, sex workers, women ex-offenders, and homeless women. When they told me about their childhoods, they much more often had this multiple set of disadvantages that I'm describing, and they much more often experienced extreme forms of sexualization early on in their lives, in part because they didn't have any resources that would be able to protect them from that. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. I mean... Uh, and I can, develop, I can talk it, to you guys um, about that more, too. Well, you know, one thing that you mentioned to me, we were talking and you were talking about the research that you had done um, in working with some um, some of these women. And it was just as though, you know, how for for any one of us where where if we were put in a bad situation where we had no resources and we had to feed our family or we had to do, you know, to survive, what would we do? And a lot of times women that are in marginalized situations do fall back on using their sexualization or, 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 you know, using the, the, you know, the sex cells um, as a way to sort of, you know, be able to survive. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, there's kind of like three ways that in general, the sexualization of girls leads to violence against them. And that one of those is that it blurs the line between girl and adult woman. And when that happens, it makes it seem as though being sexual with a child is not so bad. Sexualization can also be used to justify sexual violence. So just the implication that looking a certain part is the same as asking for it. So we see that with things like sexual assault across the spectrum. But when you're talking about people who don't have any resources and are more exposed and are more at risk because of various factors in their lives, mm-hmm. this is something that um, I saw a lot with these populations. And certainly any girl could experience this or any woman could experience this at any time. But those who have fewer resources are more exposed and are more at risk because of the fact that they don't have those things to help route them away from that direction. And so, for example, the, w- the women that I talked to as girls, they were much more often abused or sexually abused in the home. And so then that leads them to want to run away. Running away leads to early, early independence, someone trying to live on the streets and survive. In that context, when you're 15 years old, you haven't gotten education, you don't have a job, they more often are likely to turn to their sexualized bodies 
because that's the only, quote, capital that they have to survive on the streets. And they've already been told that's the only thing that's valuable for them, even though it's sort of like paradoxically the source of their degradation. So it's kind of it's kind of like a it's kind of like a domino effect. We have Mm -hmm. to, Dr. Jennifer, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back. Definitely. We want to start to talk about what we can do to help change this situation. So you are listening to 1041 Real Radio, The Scope on WTKS. Uh, We'll be right back. Here's a word from our sponsor. Take your business and brand awareness to the next level. Join The Scope and connect directly to customers on a personal level with a sponsorship on the show. We'll work with you to deliver the message you want to engage with listeners. Learn more about the growth we can bring to your business. Email our marketing team today to get started at talk at overdriveradio.org or visit our website, overdriveradio.org. Bring your business and brand awareness to the next level with The Scope. Get details at talk at overdriveradio.org, overdriveradio.org. Welcome back to The Scope. Entertainment, intrigue, and good conversation. Catch up with Mike and friends right now. You're listening to The Scope on 104.1 Real Radio. Here is a word from our sponsor. When your vehicle needs new tires, brakes, or service, come see the team at Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood for all your automotive repair needs. Universal Tire and Auto is home of the buy four tires, get a free alignment, shop name brand tires in person, or shop our huge selection online at universaltireandauto.com, and we'll install them right here in Longwood. Warranty and financing available. You deserve quality at a fair price. And remember, buy four tires, get a free alignment. Visit universaltireandauto.com. You're just tuning in. This is The Scope on 104.1 Real Radio. I am Taryn, and joining me remotely is Mr. Mike. With us today is Dr. Jennifer Wesley, and she is talking about sexualization and the impact it has on the identity of girls as they grow up. You can find Dr. Jennifer's book at Being Being Female, The Continuum of Sexualization on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everybody. Um. So, uh, uh, Dr. Jennifer, um, you know, I always look at things, and, you know, obviously this is not a subject um, that uh, you and I and everybody else are hearing about uh, for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors in it that we're, we're aware of. There's a lot of factors that we control. There's a lot of factors that we don't control. So what do we do? Uh, what can we do, or what is the what are the solutions to okay. uh, minimize that effect and to possibly eliminate it? Even you know. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that, and I do want to um, I do want to mention one thing when we were talking about the population from before the women yeah. who are most at risk. A lot of times what happens when these girls who are in these bad situations end up on the street, and this relates to the solution, so I'll connect the dots, but they, they engage in sexual solutions to non-sexual problems. So basically, they yeah. have to use their bodies for the basic necessities, getting food, getting shelter, surviving on the streets. And what we do as a society is we tend to criminalize those survival strategies, so girls engaging in things on the streets, even running away and truancy, which is, you know, not showing up for school, are, are um, becoming formally processed charges for girls. So it's routing them into the criminal justice system or the juvenile justice system at young ages. Yep. So we need wow. to find off-ramps for girls to get 
out of this and have help with what they're dealing with before it gets to the point of the criminal justice system. And so that's going to relate to some of the solutions that I'm going to mention. But even um, before I do that, let me start with something much more basic and simple, which is on an individual level. One thing we can start with that's very simple is for the little girls in our lives, whether our daughters, our nieces, daughters of our friends, whomever, we can start with just encouraging and complimenting them on something other than their looks. Mm. So there's a lot of helpful ideas out there, but I mean, you can even just Google it, but things like encouraging or complimenting girls for their efforts, their character, their hobbies, their drive, their accomplishments, asking for their help with something that these girls have expertise in. Maybe it's technology or understanding a film or a book. All of these things, helping girls develop those is very important. And even if a child, boy or girl, wants to do something that challenges gender stereotypes, let them do it. Help them do it. And that's sometimes more difficult for adults than it is for kids because... That's going to make them a well-rounded individual. For girls, it's going to help them survive and thrive as they grow up. It's going to help them be able to take care of themselves. So that is a very simple, um, just a little something we can all do. And there's a lot of resources out there even that give suggestions for this. So there's something called the Representation Project. Um, and that's the representationproject.org. They have a lot of suggestions about how to um, help girls and give these messages to girls. Another website is A Mighty Girl, which is amightygirl.com. That also provides a lot of resources. So that's something we can do on an individual level, right? Yeah. On a can I be a guy level, for a second? No, nope, no, I'm sorry. You know not. what? Finish so, up that thought. No, finish that thought. <laughs> and then I'll, oh, no. I, I, I want to probably say I'm, what 90% afraid, of the guys are I'm thinking. Afraid. I am too. Yes. <laughs> All right. No, no, go guy. ahead. Please what's finish you, that thought, got? then I'll, I'll, I'll come in. Yeah. Say no, no. I, well, I'm going to move on to a, the societal level here. So do you want to talk about uh, what I had yeah, just be, said? Be yeah, be guy, Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, be a guy. You know, um, and, and this is, listen, I, I was part of, uh, well, not part, but really a spectator or watching this uh, discussion, not even, and no, it was the day before yesterday, um, in my office between a friend that's female and a friend that's male. And mm-hmm. the conversation was, and again, the guy said what probably 90% of the guys are thinking. And he said something that I agree with him, even, even the, our lady friend that was, that was uh, leading the, the kind of opposing uh, side and talking about sexualization. Uh, I think they're both saying the same thing, by the way. I think men or women are both saying the same thing. It's just, um, it's just our expressions, or I think the way we go about it is completely different. But the guy was saying, if I see a woman in short shorts, in tank top, in, in, in an inappropriate setting. In other words, if you're wearing a bathing suit at the beach, that's, a, that's an appropriate setting. If you're wearing a bathing suit walking down Main Street, that's an inappropriate setting, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, wh- if I see a woman kind of showing off an area – I'm not going to look at that woman um, that is showing off her rear end uh, and say, 
wow, what a brain on this woman, because she's not highlighting her brain. She's highlighting the rear end. So I have to, uh, it, when, I, when I'm going to look at her, I'm going to look and say, oh, my God, look at that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, even even the <laughs> our few I know Sarah's laughing. I can see her. Obviously, our our female friend said, "I agree with you." However, <laughs> it's the way you go about expressing that you know the whatever you're seeing. So, but um, right. I mean, right. Shouldn't and and this is what probably ninety nine percent of the guys are going to say and think. Shouldn't women um well not so much fall into that trap and you know kind of emphasize or accentuate these uh, a physical thing if you want other people to look at different aspects of you other than sexuality or physicality sure but of course we all have control (laughs) over where our eyeballs go right so I mean, the individual who's making the decision to look at something or not, listen, there's nothing wrong with looking at other people. Like that's, you know, that's part of the healthy sexuality that I'm talking about. Um, And I'm not so concerned with the adult women as I am with the girls, because the girls might Ah. be wearing something and they are not um, really connecting what the implications are of that. An adult woman, yes. and I'm not, I mean, there's a lot going into what you just described, including societal norms and expectations for what's happening with what people wear. But there are times that, you know, a woman is wearing something because she wants to be working out or going for a run or whatever, and then individuals have to remind her, oh, we're seeing you as an object by making comments or doing things like that. Now, that to me is exactly. also an issue that is a problem. Because they aren't there to be looked at. They're there to do something else, um, to go for their run or go for a workout. But, I mean, there's, uh, you know, so I'm more concerned with when we have those those images and those um, looks that are happening with younger girls. And then there's adults who are making assumptions about what that means. Um, so that, exactly. to me, is where exactly. we, can, we can do some all, of these solutions. An adult female can defend herself and, and answer back and say whatever, you know. But I, I understand more, what you're saying. Well, we're more yeah. concerned about the children that are not yet developed to be able to distinguish between uh, uh, this is uh, acceptable and not acceptable and how do I go about uh, clearing or, or, or stating that this is not acceptable. So, right. right. And also, yes. And also an adult woman um, may be able, obviously, developmentally to connect what the outfit is going to mean with what it might be perceived as by others, whereas a child does yeah. not. So that's yeah. part of it, yeah. too. Um, and it's yeah. nonetheless, someone might just be wearing something. Oftentimes, this is just for attention. It's not necessarily because it's intended to go any farther than that. It's just because yeah. that's what, and again, that's a cultural norm that needs to change yeah. so that we can teach women or teach everyone that women are not just sexual objects, no matter what they're wearing, exactly. type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. No, I agree so, with you 100%. Um, but now, um, go ba- going back to the societal level. Yes, the societal level. Okay. Yeah. So, we can respond to some of the sexualization of girls with, with our consumer dollars. So social media, although it can work against a lot of things, can also be a very powerful tool. Products can be boycotted through social media. So I don't know if you guys have heard about the hashtag not buying it, 
but not buying it yes. is also through the representation project, which I mentioned earlier. They actually made a huge change. They went viral with this hashtag with Super Bowl ads. So in the past, like, five, six years, the Super Bowl ads have changed quite a bit. And I'm not going to call out any particular companies, but the ads for some companies that were very sexist and highly sexualized of girls and women have changed in the recent years due to this not buying it hashtag. So people can respond on social media and make a difference through that. And it's very powerful when the offending company, if, if you look at the website, they actually talk about how quickly the offending company will respond to the hashtag, yeah. which is super interesting. Um, so that's one yeah. way. And then we can dig a little deeper, right? So how do we, you guys mentioned earlier, like, can't we do some of this in programs? Yes, in schools. Yes, we can. So we want to do prevention. We want to help girls have healthy growth. So this means what programs can we engage in for age-appropriate sex education and media literacy? How do we help girls become resilient? A major factor, I'm a huge proponent of mentoring. So we know that girls who get have a, the presence of a caring adult in their lives are much more likely to be resilient, and that means like they handle yeah. problematic situations with healthy coping skills than a girl who doesn't. Um, for, you know, and I try to live that myself. I've been a big sister with big brothers, big sisters. I was a foster parent for a teenager. Obviously I mentor students a lot in my everyday life. Um, but the presence of a caring adult in the lives of a young girl can make a huge difference having a mentor. And it has to be over time. Like it has to be at least a year, um, before that can really have some longevity for the girl. So that's a big thing, right? For prevention. Dr. Jennifer, I, Yes. This has been an amazing conversation, and I hate to say we always run short of time when we're talking to you because oh, we could no. continue talking. I know. Can you please tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? Yes, absolutely. Um, my email is jwesely, jwesley at unf.edu. Unfortunately, I don't really have a website, but my email is a great way to reach me, jwesely at unf.edu. Great. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. And folks, again, just remember, talk to them on an individual level. Compliment the kids on anything besides their looks, uh, their character, their (laughs) hobbies, their drive, just like Dr. Jennifer said. Um, You can find us on this at the Scope Radio Show on Facebook and Instagram. The Scope is powered by Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next Saturday. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Scope. Thought-provoking conversations about ideas, issues, and current events that affect us all. Catch Mike and Friends next week at 8 on Real Radio 104.1 for The Scope. Take your business and brand awareness to the next level. Join The Scope and connect directly to customers on a personal level with a sponsorship on the show. We'll work with you to deliver the message you want to engage with listeners. Learn more about the growth we can bring to your business. Email our marketing team today to get started at talk at overdriveradio.org or visit our website, overdriveradio.org. Bring your business and brand awareness to the next level with The Scope. Get details at talk at overdriveradio.org, overdriveradio.org.